Hey now. Hey now. How are Episode you? Episode 483. I'm doing okay. How are you? Episode what? 443? For what? 483, man. 483. Oh my God. Look at us. Mm. I'm so far behind. I'm back in 443. That's like mid 2020. I don't want to go back there. I know. I was charting out like when our 500th episode would be. Oh, when is it? Let's see. It's uh, March 15th. The Ides of March. Ah, ah I got so. that question right on a recent Jeopardy episode. Oh, my God. Oh, did we even talk about Alex Trebek? No, we did not. I, we, I can't believe we didn't. How are you coping? I'm not. Barely. Um, oh, are you um, so hang, sad? I am. I did not realize how sad I was until. So Ren and I got really into Jeopardy. Oh, I know. A, as you can remember, <laughs> and then we watched every single episode, <clears throat> and some <throat> of them we watched twice because you know we got to learn. And they do mm-hmm. say that you get better at Jeopardy by playing Jeopardy. So and watching Jeopardy. <laughs> so we had to study, right. you know, for. Uh, the zero percent chance we'll ever make it on there. Um, mm-hmm. However, we did play on with uh, Alexa, like on on the Amazon thing, and we yeah. got a perfect score. Wow, that's never Is happened it, to us before. Do you think it's the team element, or like, do you think oh, you would do sure. as well? Okay. Absolutely not. We, we're, it's a, it's a, so we, <laughs> so that's why better than one. That's why we can't go on Jeopardy because we can't both be there. <laughs> You're not allowed to have a team. You're not allowed to go in partners. I'd be like, no, I got this one. And we also kind of like cheat because we'll say, uh, Alexa, can you repeat the question? <laughs> oh. It gives us a little bit of a time to pause it's unconventional. And think. Yeah, right? We're working the system. You know, work smarter, not harder. We should actually get points for that. So, yeah. Okay. So we were, we we're, you know, on this big Jeopardy kick. And then we watched mm-hmm. all the episodes. So then there was nothing for a long time. And then in mm-hmm. that time... He passed away. Yeah. And it was so, we were like, it was like Mr. Rogers feelings. Yeah. You know? Well, and it seemed like physically he really didn't deteriorate. There was right. really no obvious yeah. signs of his ill health. So it just seemed like it couldn't be true. Yeah. Mm. And just hearing, you know, him, him, it was, and, and there were some really special like times mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. last few seasons, like in the last, yeah, in the last seasons where like there was his diagnosis. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. really special moments that, and I, they put those episodes on, like there was one tournament, I think it was, I don't know if it was a teacher's tournament, but there was a woman who won and like her dream was to like make it on Jeopardy and get a certain amount of points. And then, okay. and she got can't and she was di- and she had at the time a terminal cancer diagnosis and this mm. was her like dying wish oh and she God. went on there and she won and then they dedicated the season to her and then they had a tournament of champions that's pl- on jeopardy right now and they're all wearing like ribbons to support her and then you hear oh a- alex God. trebek is wearing the ribbon it's impossible not to cry We're, like yeah, it's an emotional really jeopardy sweet. has become an emotional roller coaster for us and we are totally <laughs> like enjoying the ride but yes it was really it was just you know uh, uh more just grieving there was just a lot mm-hmm. of loss you know and it was just like a, a lot of processing of of you know feelings of like oh things are different you know it seems like he 
began to symbolize decency and truth yeah. and yes facts um yeah and learning and all these good things that we miss right now yes <laughs> and he's so elegant too oh, and who's gonna pronounce genre <laughs> that's how he says genre what's the best. your favorite category oh um oh 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 my favorite ones are the oh what are they called this than that or it's like the one where oh, they yeah. do the mashup of two things mm-hmm. i love mm-hmm. those and it takes me a little bit to to get them yeah and then i also love um like the double double letters or, or mm-hmm. ones where it's like double o's or or double consonants or something like that and yeah i like that and then um you know, it's real funny because like Ren and I have, have realized that you have to master the categories. And so what we our trick is, and so we, we kind of like think, okay, how do the people who play Jeopardy, you know, what are, what are their techniques? What do we think that they're doing? Yeah. We're like strategizing. Mm-hmm. This is what happened when sports wasn't on. And my right. boyfriend who has <laughs> and you're who like got second place anymore. in his fantasy football team and is really good at analyzing sports and stuff, uh, uh, he didn't have that to do. So he was like analyzing Jeopardy player techniques. Techniques. He's like, okay, oh it's the trigger, and it's like, I think there's a book on Jeopardy. I definitely am going to get that for him next, uh, next, you know, gifting cycle. Um, well, who's your vote for the um, next host? Oh, the black woman from Canada. I don't know her. Oh yeah, I think she's from Canada. Um, I just know that a lot of people are rooting for Lavar Burton, which would be cute. <gasps> oh, I changed my mind. Him. <laughs> I didn't okay. even know he was on. I didn't even know. There's I like thought a thing it was this you can woman. Sign. This, oh, you can sign like to vote for it. Well, it's sort of like a what do you call petition? Those petition, yeah. Oh, I want a petition for that. Ah, yeah, Jeopardy. Yeah, he would be great. Yeah, who was it? It was this woman, who. Yeah, and. I can't remember what her name was, but she's... Oh, oh I think yes, remember she's a radio that. host. Laura... Okay, and was that the one that Alex said he wanted? Yes. Okay. okay. So I'm like, if he picks her, that's, that's who I pick. That'd be nice, too. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I and did not like Ken Jennings. I do not like Ken Jennings in general. Period. What? <laughs> Why don't you like him? Because of his stupid tweets and just because he gives me the creep vibe. I agree. He gives me the I make inappropriate comments about young girls vibe. Wow. I don't know that he did anything, but I just feel like, and I'm not talking young girls, but I'm talking if there's like a 17-year-old, he's (laughs) thinking she's cute and doesn't see a problem. Oh, my God. There's no evidence to support this. Zero. I support it anyway. I'm not, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying he, he looks at that and says that, which is not even that terrible to say, considering match.com and their studies said that the men prefer their ideal age is 18. So That's I'm right. like saying one year, what, three months younger than that. It's not like I'm <laughs> making a, a real controversial statement over here. I think. Well, it's controversial because there's no reason to believe he's a creep. Well, I, his tweets indicate that. Why? What did he say? Oh, my gosh. What did he say? There's not the one that really that made me like pissed off. Um, oh, something like there's nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair. 
Yep. Was Fuck this a long you. time ago? Nope. 2014. What? Yep. That's post being on the show. Come on. I swear. Oh my god. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm See? glad I didn't like him already. Yep. See. <gasps> now. Wow. Now he's canceled. <laughs> yes. Now. And he did. He had Ken Jennings tweets. I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. Stumbles into controversy. Oh, yeah. Stumbles. Yeah. Stumbles. Like he this accidentally fell there. Yeah. What the fuck? Also, who's the bean dad? Oh, my God. I will be talking about it on the next episode. What? <laughs> the bean dad. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Ken Jennings came to the defense of the bean dad. Yes, don't ruin it. I'm so I excited won't. to oh talk. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. None of this is stuff that I had planned to talk about. <laughs> who's bean dad? Oh, my God. Well, you know what? This is an excellent segue into something that I did want to talk about that happens to be related to beans. Tell me about your beans. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, So this is really funny. I I stumbled across this article that I I, I just have to give a tip of the hat to the author of this article, a guy named James Felton, who – wrote it was i just, love james felton you know who this is yes he's great super funny so funny my favorite was how it was written okay so the title of the author is pythagoras believes that beans are humans and that may have killed him so you know where <laughs> we get pythagorean theorem the yeah, triangle yeah, yeah. thing um is it a squared plus b squared equals c squared i believe okay. that's it yeah um uh so he it's so funny when like we take these you know, the line between genius and insanity. Right. You know, and sometimes people who have these genius ideas also have some ideas that um, maybe aren't so genius. Yeah. So he was totally cuckoo crazy. And he had this belief. I don't know where he got this and neither do they. And this article doesn't say because that's weird. <laughs> right. And I'm like trying to think of how he would come up with this. But <laughs> right. He believed that your soul, when you died, your soul got transferred into another animal. And he, so that was like a claim for why he stopped eating eating meat. And he Mm. also believed that humans and beans, which is weird (laughs) that we call them human beings, which is not (laughs) not in any way the same thing. Okay. Humans and beans came Mm -hmm. from the same source. And here's why. This is hilarious. No, like for a guy who came up with like a, a uh, uh, equation right. or theory that's like Changed heavily rooted in like science. This is it. He designed this experiment. I put that in quotes. Uh, where he <laughs> took a bunch of beans and he buried them and then waited for a week for them to grow or for a few weeks. And when he mm-hmm. dug them up, uh, he noticed that they looked like human fetuses. And that was all the evidence he needed. Oh, Lord. Yes. And so he concluded that eating beans would basically be like cannibalism. And so wow. he had this commune, like this, this group, like he had, he was kind of like a, a cult leader in a weird way where he had this group of followers and this commune that he ran where he forbid people from eating them. And he said that beans could contain souls of the dead. Wow. Yep. And he went so far to say that smashing beans counted as murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Isn't that hilarious? Come on. For real. It's bonkers. It's so crazy and so like uh and so like some of the funniest things uh some of the funniest things in the article like so i'm just gonna read you this part because it's so hilarious and so well written according to a legend a son of a nobleman named kylon attempted to get into pythagoras's bean cult 
And then in parentheses, come for the lack of beans, stay for the triangles. <laughs> Hilarious. So great. So great. I was like, this guy have you cracking up. I ha- I'm going to link this article because it's so funny. Everybody just has to read it because the laughs are so good. Uh, but he was rejected for un- his unwillingness to abide by the, tri- uh, by the training rules, which involved five years of silence before you even get to the triangles. <laughs> so hilarious right that's that's why i was like i have to read it to you so funny so uh naturally kylon formed a mob uh just look how things were done back then in order to to, in order to attack pythagoras and burned the commune's buildings as they fled the mob would stab them to death but pythagoras managed to escape the mob thanks to his friends who formed a human bridge to get him out of the building unfortunately he fled and the worst happened the path took him right into a bean field refusing to trample through the fields committing genocide like a beanzilla pythagoras stood there and was stabbed to death a crime that i'm sure pythagoras noted at the time was so heinous so heinous it was on par with forking a bean this cannot be true there are various other theories about his death that include uh, after his followers were killed in the fire, he died by suicide or else starved while hiding from the mob, which is a lot less beany and fun. <laughs> so it's like he died doing what he loved, not eating beans. Not eating beans. What wow. is that about? I don't, I cannot even, do you think that he really was not smart and it was like the broken clock thing where he just got one thing right? Or and do you then, think it's like one of those things where like you I, I just imagine all those like mathematicians with like the 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 boards with all of like the tri- yeah, he's got triangles things. everywhere yeah. and now he's like seeing triangles and everything. And you know like when like he's looking for stuff that mm-hmm. isn't there because and yeah. that worked in one place. Yes. And then it's kind of like if the guy who accidentally discovered penicillin just started, well, that worked. I'm just going to do a whole bunch of other accidents and then started combining weird things and like, you know, I don't know. Right. Or maybe the same people who discovered that if you lick a frog, you get high. You well, got to lick a bunch of other animals and that's weird. That just seems like a real stretch to be like that kind of looks like um, a fetus. A big stretch. And then the funny, and then in the article, he also says, like, when he's talking about that, uh, like, burying them, he's like, he got a bunch of beans and buried them, not noticing how this is rarely done to humans. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Like, can you believe that? So that guy's a total idiot. Total idiot. Yeah, we go, we go spouting out that theorem, like, you know. Or maybe he was right, and we've just been committing beanicide. (laughs) <laughs> Being inside. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I did not that see one? that coming. Me neither. So I'm, I'm going to link that article because I was just reading it and I, it sounds like it could be an article from The Onion. Yeah. But it's not. It's like, you know, and what do we know about what happened back then? But it is funny to hear the stories of, of you know, just like the, the insane things that people do. Everybody's yeah, got if, it. People, weird, <clears throat> weird. I don't know. People are, everybody's got weird quirks. Do you think that the problem with how sometimes genius and insanity are, you know, uh-huh. a little too close for comfort, do you think that that's the thing where like ignorance is bliss? So then if you know a lot, then it's misery? <sighs> or, because I don't, or like, why? Is it, 
you know, because I wonder, you know, like what is intelligence? What is, you know, I, I if you listen to yeah. my, uh, uh, I would say good friend, but I don't know him in real life, just in my head. Uh, Robert Sapolsky, um, the biological <laughs> yeah. anthropologist. Um, yes. He says that the things that make us human are like the ability to create metaphors, mm-hmm. Be, like compare things. This is like this. Yeah. And have a relationship. I can look okay. at it. You can hold up a watermelon and you can see mm-hmm. a food source. That would be what most right. animals would see it as. We can carve into it and make it a piece yeah. of art. We can cut into it and make it shaped like a basket to then be used as a tool. We can yeah, see. we can connect the dots. Yeah. And we do mm-hmm. those things because we look at something and then create other connections through it. And I think about, you know, why... I have this podcast and why, you know, we like, and my mom did a really good job of, of, uh, uh, strengthening our imagination when we were little and encouraging Mm -hmm. us to be creative in our mind and to play an adventure in our minds. And I think that helped me and she would be like, it would be things like, oh, look at this circle of rocks. It's like a fairy ring and like fun stuff like that that then made me think about like connections between nature and other stuff. And I don't know what it is, but I think think that when you fire up the brain, it's, it's, it gets, it puts it in this just hyperactive connection Mm -hmm. place. Almost like- sometimes you get it wrong then. Yes. And it can be, because they say that with everything, you know, it's like, I think about if you're an actor and you have to go to a thousand auditions and you get one, you know, mm-hmm, or if mm-hmm. you're uh, uh, anybody who works in science or in anything that's research driven, you get the experiments wrong a million times. And then right. one time it goes right. That's kind of that. So it's like the the tr- the test of theories. And mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it's. It's interesting that those are two, those are, I would put those on very opposite ends of the spectrum. But if we look at them as far as like alternative ways to look at something and maybe looking, looking for a deeper connection, maybe that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. But, and then maybe sometimes like having, I don't know. I just see it as like, like synapses in the brain and like, like a an active brain you know like they look at brain scans of um elderly people who um are very social and do puzzles and read and that yeah and they're they look like they light up like they're they're more active and then you look Mm -hmm. at somebody who's isolated and doesn't have as much connection or yeah it's um, like they're less alive yes their brain is less fiery and and you know connected and like it is true if you don't use it you lose it when it comes to our gray matter so i think if you keep using it and you train it to you know it's strengthening my mom would always say your mind is a muscle and you have to strengthen it and it it is it is so there you go um uh okay (laughs) so on the same subject of brains yeah this was just a real quick quick one but also by our friend um james felton uh who that was talking about deja vu and i watched okay i watched a tiktok 
where which is like now where I learn everything your thing yeah yeah it's cr- I have to not I don't watch it on my phone because I'll get sucked in I can't have it on my phone I'm too ADD wow. for that so <laughs> I kidding. so Ren and I will have TikTok time and he'll be like you want some TikTok time and we'll go on the couch uh, together and we'll watch it together wow yeah. I know I gotta get into it because um my friend oh, so Kelly good. she loves it too she just thinks for it's cooking the best. Yeah, we make all we make everything on on there. We see oh TikTok video. We, uh, of course, TikTok videos will make you think that you can cook those meals real fast, and you cannot. So <laughs> just it does not happen in fifteen FYI. seconds, and you can't snap your fingers, and your bowl is full. So Good I've tried. Um, okay, so deja vu. So yeah. you know we always have like these theories about like deja vu, and I do always feel like if I experience it, it means I'm in the right place, um, yeah. and I'm totally going to stick with that. But there is a doctor who was on TikTok, and he explained it real quick with with one of the more um, now accepted theories, and because it is just a theory. Tell me. And he says it's a glitch in your brain. It's real, which we know. But what it really is is a bad admin job in your brain, mm-hmm. which is so great because I always say with my clients, we have it's like we have a we have a file cabinet in our brain and a secretary in there. And she's really, really lazy. And she just, <laughs> like, if you, uh, uh, you know, say are having, like, uh, you're experiencing anxiety, she'll just, like, not, she, like, keeps, I don't know, looking at her magazine and, like, reaches back in the file cabinet and pulls out, like, the first thing that she can to, like, here's how you deal with that, rather than, like, actually looking through, like, the file cabinet of, like, well, what's, like, yeah, a good way? Yeah, she's, like, way? too efficient. She's, yeah, and so sometimes she's, like, bad at sorting things. And so what happens when you are experiencing deja vu is simply when a short-term memory is accidentally stored in the long-term memory <clears throat> place in your brain. A short-term, okay. And it feels like it's happened before because our brain is telling us that it's an old memory. But it's what? A new memory. So what happens is we receive information and the secretary in our brain decides where to file it. Am I going to put it in uh, short term or am I going to put this in long term? And then like other things we do to like strengthen those long term memories. And when things that are are, uh, uh, information that we normally shouldn't be putting in long term memory, like information about our environment or just where we are that's like, more like uh what do they call that peripheral details mm-hmm. um that is usually that we don't store that in long-term memory but right. sometimes our our admin job your admin work gets messed up and they accidentally put it in there and so it feels wow. for that second like it's an old memory but only because it was accidentally filed in the wrong file i don't like it it's just like our brain is just it, it glitches every now and then why do you think, though, that that error makes you think you've already seen the information? Because it like, te- it's your brain telling you that it's already been in there. Like, mm-hmm. like, so if you can imagine, like, those two file cabinets, you mm-hmm. know, one is the short-term stuff, one is the long-term. And the long-term is, like, we, we label it shit that's been in here for a while and you already know. And the short-term is, like stuff you just found out and yeah you know what because so when you're in the middle of a deja vu and you're like whoa this is our like i've yeah. already experienced this there you don't know what's going to happen next correct 
Right. But then you keep th- you keep experiencing yes. the moment and you're like, oh, and yes. this happened too because that yeah. memory is still in that old place. All right. I accept this. Oh my God. You just gave me chills all over because you like just also strengthened my understanding of it through <laughs> that. Ooh, that's so good. That must mean I, James Feldon did a good job writing this and which made me do a good job explaining this. So <laughs> tip of the hat to him once again. So Because it would be really freaky if you actually could predict the next part and then it did happen. This is so cool that you're saying this because why we know that it's not that, and this is referenced in this article, is because of another study that they did with the Sims game. And so I'll explain this one. So they, in this experiment, they used these like virtual maps. So you know the video game, The Sims? Yeah. You can, they they made a, 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 map or like a a model of like you know i don't know some area that looked like like a basic layout like a a backyard or something and they allowed participants to explore the area and then some of the models had the same basic layout but they had different skins so it would be like the same layout but it would look it would be like a junkyard instead of a a like green, uh, uh, like regular backyard, Mm -hmm. but it would be the same layout, the same, like it looked very similar. The walls were in the same place. So when the participants like went around the environment that they've already been through before, but it was under a different skin, Mm -hmm. they were more likely to report a sense of deja vu. So their brain says, Oh, I've been here before, but it looks because it looks similar. And so the study looked at whether the sense of deja vu would actually help participants navigate their way around the maze. And it didn't. So that says that it's exactly what you're saying. It doesn't teach us information about the future or else you would know where to go. We have the feeling, but they didn't know where to go. Yeah, it doesn't increase predictions. Yeah. And so that... Okay. Yes. So we piece that together and... So, yeah. And so there are, there are some other theories that like involve memory, but the Sims experiment, it just showed that like it, it's more of a memory problem of where we encode it. And we can't quite like recall the previous memory because it didn't live there before. Right. And so that is that. Don't you wish it was real though? Anyway. (laughs) Yes. Oh, righty. What else do I have to tell you about? Told you about some beans. Told you about... <laughs> I told you about some beans. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Another crazy one. What? Okay. Um, did you hear a few weeks back about the man who was hospitalized because he covered his mouth and his nose when he sneezed? no can you believe that what yes hold on a minute let me think about this yep tell me what happened oh my gosh it's so oh my god and then like the title of the medical journal that the case report oh is like they why did they do this that was unnecessary they they called it snap crackle and pop when sneezing leads to a cracking in the neck (gasps) 
Yes. So the man showed up in the emergency room after he had pinched his nose and held his mouth closed when he sneezed. And when he did that, so it wasn't, people think that like, oh my God, your brain's going to explode. Or like, there's like an urban legend that your eyeballs are going to pop out of your head. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll explain later why that can't happen. Um, And so he held his mouth closed and he sneezed. This is so terrifying because I hold my nose when I sneeze. I read this and I'm like, oh my God, my mom always told me not to do that. And she was right. Um, so, okay. I mean, that's nice of you though, because nobody wants your spittle, you know, on them. Yeah. And my brother told me, cause I'm like, I'm grossed out about, I'm worried that it's going to like shoot out my nose. But my brother told me that if you say the word a chew while you sneeze, you pretty much, uh, 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 eliminate the, uh, it coming out of your nose. So what happens, and this is what happened to him. So he experienced when he sneezed and did that, he experienced a popping sensation in his neck. So what happened? (laughs) Yeah. And so he said it got worse and when, and he experienced painful swallowing and then he experienced a change in his voice. And what happened is that his neck down to his rib cage made it like this popping and cracking noise that meant he had air bubbles that were deep inside his tissues and his muscles. Hmm. Yep. Oh my gosh. What? Uh, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm only I'm only laughing because this article is written again by the same guy. I must have just clicked on all of his articles. He's and great. he said he said uh, it says or they were harboring two thirds of the Kellogg's Rice Krispie trio inside his chest cavity. <laughs> That's so funny. How could I not laugh? So That's awful. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. So what happened is like the, all of that cavity filled and the tissues filled with air and it sent like the, the pressure like through his soft tissue and it ruptured the back of his neck. Wow. And usually that's caused by like blunt force trauma and sometimes even um, like vomiting and extreme coughing. But, you know, luckily he was able to to recover, but he had to be put on on feeding tubes and like antibiotics just like as a precaution. But um, yeah. Did you say it ruptured his neck? Yeah, that's what it says. What does that mean? It says, um, it said during the act of suppressing his sneeze, he had ruptured the back of his neck. It's a scan of the mean? soft tissue. So like rupturing oh. the soft tissue in the back of your neck. Right. Yeah. And it makes it, sense that that normally happens during extreme coughing fits. Yeah. And it said wow. that it, it had caused air to leak into the retropharyngeal region, <sighs> that which caused um, the pain in his loss of voice. Oh, it's like the front of his neck. Almost mm. like the like the front, like soft tissue, like around like your vocal cords and like all the oh my god, a rupture. It's like that means like it like broke through. So you know he was like yeah definitely um don't do that. Well, it's weird though because you know you would think that would happen more frequently, given that we all sneeze all the time. You would think it, it was, must have been a total freak thing. Yeah, and I I read about that guy because he was referenced in this other article about a youtuber who wanted to see if it was possible to sneeze with your eyes open because there's that there's the the you know urban legend that it'll make your eyes pop out of well because it isn't possible right it is not and you can feel safe about that and the reason why it's not possible is because there isn't a uh, the ability to build up pressure back there the reason why that happened in the neck is because um, oh. The air like had nowhere to go, and you can't build up 
the pressure of the air back there. And there, because the air spaces in the nose and throat aren't connected to anything behind the eye. There's like no way to sneeze to create a pressure that would force your eye to shoot out. And the gross thing is like they were interviewing a doctor about this and why that can't happen. And he said, well, your muscles like, aren't strong enough to do that. But also, if that were to happen, your eyelids would not be strong enough to hold back your eyeballs. <laughs> Yeah, right. That is gross to me. That your <laughs> eyelid, like the the idea that if your eyeballs were to pop out of your head, you could not close your eyes and stop that from happening. I really don't even know how eyeballs stay in there. It is, <laughs> you know what? Another TikTok video I found because you can you can watch anything is a guy who had <laughs> uh, has a prosthetic eye, and yeah. he like answers all your questions. It's like ask me anything what with prosthetic eye about it. Um, he talks about taking it out and cleaning it. And people are like, what would oh, it feel like God. if you touched it? And he like tried and he's like, oh, it feels like burning. And I was like, oh, I don't like, don't do that. And Wait he, like, a minute. He does take it out and clean it though? Yeah. It's, and what it's feels more like, like burning? You know what's cra- because people said, what does it feel like to touch the skin behind there? Oh, okay. Because what oh, it looks fuck. like is it's almost like, it's not like a whole eyeball. It's not like he had this, this guy in particular on youtube doesn't have an empty eye socket it's more like it's filled in the back which maybe they they do and you just pop in in there you pop in a lens like it almost looks like a really thick like like it almost looks like an eggshell like a thick eggshell that you just it's like that you just put in there and yeah and he like the thing that i thought was weird because he was like people asked him like how do you clean it and he showed yeah. people how you clean it. And he's like, oh, you just take it out and you rinse it off with water. And then he like, make sure you plug up the drain so you don't drop your eyeball. And then you like, like rinse it off with water. And then you take a little soap and rinse it off. And then you put, just pop back in. I was like, what? You, no disinfectant? No, like, and you're just doing the regular hands? Like, Mm-mm. I feel like I got to be more careful around like my lady parts that time of the month. And this guy's just like, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't use a regular soap to clean down there like just on the outside i gotta use a special soap and this guy is just popping his eyeball in and out and cleaning it with hand soap <laughs> wait a minute you that use a special soap down there i have to why oh you're sensitive because ph the ph will it'll like throw everything off i couldn't a have minute. a fake eyeball hold everything yeah well <laughs> what this is um, like common there's like special there's like you know like so I use a really say, great black owned brand. Shout out to uh what's the name of it? Crap, I don't know. I find <laughs> it's all right. It's, all it's right, really sir. good though. Well but if let's say you use It says made by for people with vaginas by people with vaginas. And I like that. On the what bottom. about if you use like dove soap on no. your body? You still can't use it on your vagina? No. Wow. I can't I can't even use it on my like like anything that would like soap could get down there. Like I won't even use that on like the upper half. I use, I use, well, I use our function of beauty, uh, uh, sensitive skin with no dyes and no, um, okay. That's good. And that's what I use on my body. And then I use a special stuff for, you know, um, okay. So just to finish up on eyeballs, uh, (laughs) cause this, I felt like I can't rob you of this fact. So the, the YouTuber who was trying to sneeze with their eyes open, uh, you know, you can do it, but it doesn't do anything, and it just is wow. uncomfortable. Um, but there is something that can happen to your eyeballs <laughs> with extreme cough, or with extreme coughing or extreme vomiting, and it is one of the most disgusting pictures I have seen. 
There is Tell something me. called lens sublux su, su, subluxation. Lens subluxation, okay. which is the dislocation or displacement of the lens in your eye. Nope. Yep. Susie, I'm going to send you Mm-mm. this picture just so you can like ha- oh, no. react because you have to. <laughs> You've done this to me. I have. It's only fair. And then people can be like, <laughs> I just like seeing your reaction, you know, hearing your reaction to it. I, it's, it's so, oh, and also it tells you like what's going on beneath your iris. Imagine oh if the pupil of your eye, it, it met like a contact lens, mm. just slipped away. This can't, like, I don't even understand. Do you see how it's like that lens that should, the pupil oh, that should be in the middle. Lord. And then behind that, you can like see the muscles in the eye. <gasps> so that like. That is horrific. Do not try to do that. Don't cover your nose. You don't. <laughs> just like, be careful. Just stop. Just, just, stop. Weird. just don't be weird. Stop. <laughs> just say a chew. The end. Yeah, problem solved. Problem solved. We had just the say. answer in kindergarten, right? And in all the cartoons that we've ever sneezed, ever sneezed, ever seen. <laughs> oh my god, so many Freudian slips. Uh, but not really Freudian, just regular. Eyeballs slips. are so tender and juicy, and oh. I don't understand how we keep them so safe. It is weird. My, you know what's weird is, you know, I have really, really light eye. Well, light-ish eyes, light enough eyes. And Ren has dark brown eyes, and we see very differently in different light. You mean oh, I can really? see well in the dark, and he oh, wow. sees well in. Um, uh, I can't go in really, really bright Sunlight. light. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't even open my eyes. Like, what's the problem? Like, I can't. Like, we're, Is we're that in the typical? ocean. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, Mike, because mm-hmm. we. I do have you know, like you know, genetic. Uh, predisposition to macular degeneration but i learned with my 23 me test i do wonder that's a good question though yeah. it, does eye color uh, eye color affect vision right in different settings yeah because i i, I don't know if your eyes are lighter can, it does it block because we definitely see like in light but he also has oh, what is it called stigmatism so maybe mm-hmm. that has something to do with not being able to see it when it's darker is he a like, morning person um, or a, a night owl like you you know i'd say a morning you know it's weird because like i used to be a night owl but i'm kind of not now i You're think adapting. i've changed my schedule and we're pretty mm-hmm. in sync like i've never been with anyone even in my own family where i've had our schedules so synced up i mean we like I was wondering this. Like, we eat every single meal together. We, mm-hmm. you know, and I love it. But then I, yeah. it, that was not how it was in my previous relationship. So I'm like, are, yes. is it, do most families do this? What is the, I don't I even don't know. know if most of them do, but I sure do. And I always wanted that for you because it's I really love nice. It. It's the yeah. best. I mean, it is so great. So, yeah. So we, so now we pretty, we're pretty, what's happening back there? <laughs> I didn't know. So is it the ghost? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was on my phone. Oh, that was fun. Um, I was bothered because it looked dirty and I was trying oh, to clean it. Oh, got to clean it. Well, I get it. You know, so that's, that's actually been some good advice that I did get from, uh, I did get from, uh, uh, 
I think it was my supervisor and I talking about this and, you know, and like, just what can we do to feel better? And cleaning things just like you want you feel oh, anxious please. take a drawer dump it out just one and you'll feel you better know i know that yeah so i get that that need to clean that phone Suze. do what you got to do self-care <laughs> self-care that's um, so funny i just yeah. thought maybe since you could see better at night maybe that was part of what made you a such a good night out and if he's oh. a morning person it might be because like he can see so good in a day wow I but that's know. definitely switched now i wake up at like five thirty or 6 and i have like a I like clean the house in the morning and I have my wow, coffee. Wow, you're raring to go. And I like, yeah. After I did that 12-week body take-back program, I it, I really focused oh, yeah. on like getting a routine. This is really interesting. I learned, Ren, Ren showed me this, another TikTok video where we learn everything. TikTok University. Um, <laughs> uh, so it was on uh, sleep and why it's important to have a normal sleep cycle and sleep, uh, uh, like stick with your circadian routine. rhythm. Yeah. So Humans are, at least according to this t- TikTok doctor, um, uh, the r- really like when the only animals that doesn't keep a regular sleep cycle that doesn't that goes oh it's nighttime I got to go to bed we f- we can control that or we like that fluctuates right. more for us and yes. we're not as controlled by that. Um, so what happened? But we you know our 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 social lives and technology and all that has evolved way faster than our brain and our old like animal like you know what we're supposed to do like mm-hmm. whatever you call it be oh, bio, biological uh, uh instincts and stuff like that so what happens is if we're on a a if our circadian rhythm tells us that we need to go to bed at 10 30 every night and that's what we're used to doing and we stay up past 10 30 what it does is uh, it tells our brain you're in danger. The reason why you, the only reason why, because that's the only reason why an animal would not go to sleep is if there was a threat wow. and he needed to stay up to mm-hmm. make sure he was safe. So when, what we do when we skip that time and when we are thrown off that schedule and we stay up, our body tells us, well, fuck, there's some danger. And so wow. it makes us more makes it more difficult to go to bed. And then the late, you know how it like the later you stay up, it's like you feel that like adrenaline feeling. Yeah, that's that. That's your body saying you're in danger. Their only that's reason awful. isn't that awful. It made so yeah. much sense when he showed me that. Why he's like, this is you. Because you know how like when you have insomnia and you're like up all night. Yeah, and you just don't feel sleepy at all. But then the next day, boy, do you feel tired. Right. Why can't, why do I feel be- tired in the day then? Why can't because it be survival Because it's, it's the same as like when you, have you ever had, <clears throat> you know, the only thing I can relate to is like when I was rock climbing once and I had, it was, it was the first time I was like lead climbing. I was so scared and I was on such an adrenaline high that when yeah. I finished and I got down, back down, I instantly fell asleep mm-hmm. right there. It was like the adrenaline crash, and then your body has to recuperate. So right. if it, that there's what our, a limit on there's it. a limit. So mm-hmm. our bodies the next day are saying, "I am Nine-nine. I am drained. You have got to let me repair because I I fully had an adrenaline dump that I got to like." And so you know uh, when I've had that feeling before, and I kind of like put all the dots together when I saw this video. My mom, a lot. This was when I was in grad school. I had that feeling because uh, I couldn't go to bed, and then I'd get all wired up. And, and my mom was like, "You need to run. You need to just go 
put on your shoes and go run around the block. And I would do that and I would come back and I would feel so good and I'd fall asleep. And huh. what that showed, what I put together after seeing that TikTok, if, if you're, it's kind of like what happens, um, you know, with anxiety and stress, there's an external stressor and it creates a, uh, adrenaline response in us. And we don't have anything, we don't do anything with that. It's kind of like, you know, the animal on the plane sees the lion. It says the adrenaline pops up and says, you got to run. And then the gazelle takes off running. And then the adrenaline works out through that running. And then he's fine afterwards. If you, if we're like, uh, the adrenaline gets all built up in there, but there's no way to work that out. It just mm-hmm. creates anxiety and worry and stress and, yeah. and, 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 uh, ruminating thought that's anxiety. That's where that comes right. from is we can't work I've it out. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been struggling with it so much that, um, I, I wanted to read this book. It's called nerve and mm. it's about the science of fear mm. because mm-hmm. Even though it's anxiety that I have, mm-hmm. what what it feels like a lot is fear because it's like a racing heart. Yes. I mean, it's all the same chemicals and stuff. It is. That um, is it. And it's what you always talk about in the, how we've evolved. We don't have to run away from bears usually now, but mm-hmm. the stress and whatever still simulates there. that. Saying, yeah. Yep. And you're awful. still going to have the same because that, those, they're, they're, yeah. I can imagine it. This like analogy just popped in my head. I don't even know if it works, but I think it will. If you had one of those cars that had like, you know, that are like souped up and have like the nitrous oxide boost and mm-hmm. like you, you, you know, you, they're like race car drivers and they're like racing and then they get it up to a certain RPM and then they hit the NOS or whatever it is, nitrous mm-hmm. oxide. And then it goes like, vroom. if you just kept hitting that, it would break the car. If you, you, right. you, that car, yeah, it only it's works when it's like mm-hmm. at a certain RPM and, or it'll blow the engine out. Like you need, to, right. you, that's it. Like you got to rest. You got to, if we're just always pressing that, it'll, it'll like fuck us up. So it's an annoying though, how your brain like malfunctions kind <sighs> of though, because dumb, the dumbest stuff. Like, even if my garbage can is too full, I'll, I'll, I'm not kidding you. Like, it's uh, over the top. And right. I'm like, why am right. I anxious about a oh. full garbage can? Come right. on, Sue. Well, what that is, is your brain is seeking places. What our brain is dying to do. It's like we're holding. You can imagine it like um, we feel these feelings of anxiety. And imagine mm-hmm. it as like, uh, like holding a huge, like, uh, like, heap of garbage like you're holding this like big like like armful of anxiety it's like just like all this like like i don't know imagine it like i almost see it as like if you were to take out like a vhs or like one of those i know you have to be alive when vhs's and and cassette tapes were there and you were to take out the ribbon (laughs) of that you know that that stuff like the film like Mm -hmm. it's all tangled and all bunched up i imagine that's what like anxiety looks like and i got this big bundle of it and i'm carrying it around your brain is dying to unload that dying to mm-hmm. to get rid of that that so what it does is it looks for boxes around and it's like i gotta i gotta put this in one i gotta put this one in the box and the first box you see is the garbage right. disposal and so you're like ah mm-hmm. that's it and you dump it all in there 
And right. it's like, fuck, it doesn't all fit in there. And that's not actually where it, this needs to go or where this comes from. You're looking for where this all came from. Where did this mm-hmm. come from? What's the box this fits in? Doesn't fit in the garbage pail bo- garbage disposal yeah. box. Now I'm still carrying it around. So what we have to do is we have to trace it back and like trace it down to what, what is the real source. And if we can, so you're able to identify, it's fear. What am I fearful about? There's a mm-hmm. whole shit ton to be fearful about. So if we address what the real big box is, which is we're in a pandemic that we don't like it's we're fighting an invisible war. Like we mm-hmm. don't know what's going on politically. There's so much shit. That's the real box, but it's mm-hmm. h- harder to see that box when you're inside of it. And it's like, can't even <laughs> recognize it. You're, you're like, Oh, I, I just got to put this shit down. So it's like, that's what therapists help you do is, is, is yeah. let's, let's unravel, untangle that. And let's put it in the right box so mm-hmm. you're not trying to jam it in somewhere it doesn't fit, which just causes more anxiety and adds yeah, to right. more of that tape. Yeah, and I think so many people, I know so many people are dealing with that. So Yeah. I'm you available. Know, Sarah can be reached at. <laughs> SolutionsOC.com. Well, yeah. let's wind it down. How let's. about that? Yes. <clears throat> we learned a lot about sneezing. <laughs> learned a little too much about sneezing too and eyeballs much about sneezing and eyeballs um, we learned that pythagoras is a kind of looney tune uh but james felton is our favorite author to uh or favorite uh, uh writer to read about all that through I, I learned funny so yes. i'm so glad that that you know him and that that you know i can like share and i feel like i never give credit to you always do that and i love that, that we you give credit decided to the authors that uh, Ken Jennings is a total creep without any evidence of it. Zero, but we're fine with that. <laughs> Zero. Um, it, it's a theory, and I have a bunch of those. So. And deja vu isn't really that exotic. After Just all. like bad brain sorting, you know. But that's okay. Right. It means Our that secretary's you can lazy. Be, yeah. Ass. You need to give her a little kick in the butt and like I don't know, teach her where to put things. Actually, you and can't. So She's just going to be lazy sometimes. It's fine. We're just going to hope for LeVar Burton to take over. Uh, oh, I'm going to sign that petition. Yeah, that's like nice. That. He would be really good. The best. Don't forget to subscribe, you guys. Yeah. And have you joined our book club yet? I love those book clubs. Oh, my gosh. Clubs. Good reminder. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, you could do it at any price. If you just, like, love listening to us on the podcast, wouldn't it be fun to talk to us IRL? I mean, not in real life, but in real time. Zoom life. And yeah. Zoom life, which is life mm-hmm. now, pretty much. And you can come join us. It's so much fun. And you get to pick your price and also learn and also laugh and sometimes cry, but mostly me crying. Yeah. It's really special. I'm really proud of the book club. Yeah. It really is. It's good oh, stuff. Can't wait. All right, right, friends. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, try giving my podcast, Miraculous Mamas, a listen. Miraculous Mamas is a safe and inclusive place for you to find a huge amount of educational and relatable information about childbirth and parenting with absolutely everything in between. Each week, we discuss important topics, share great resources, hear from experts, and listen to birth stories all in an effort to bring you reassuring and informative experiences so that you know that you are not alone. That's all on Miraculous Mamas podcast. Look for the podcast link in the show notes or simply search for Miraculous Mamas on your podcast app.